it's the time of year that many of you received a beautiful little marigold in a solo cup or some other plant. Have you ever considered what the value is of having kids do this activity year after year? As I sat down to think it through, I came up with four benefits that relate right to language development, and those I'll share with you today. But that is by no means all the benefits. There are many benefits in other areas of life, but I'm going to talk about how to use that little plant in your little solo cup for language development. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children or wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated because you wish your kids could communicate their wants and needs more clearly instead of whining or yelling? Are you plagued by the feeling that you cannot meet all the needs in your family? Hey parents, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. It is possible to build strong family relationships and have boundaries that benefit kids. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I'm a mom, grandma, and speech-language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you'll find solutions to get kids to listen better and build family connection, to feel confident in managing difficult behaviors, and help your kids build more language of their own. So if you are ready to communicate in ways that build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way of been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. May is Better Speech and Hearing Month, but here at the Language of Play, every month is Better Speech and Language Month. Today we're going to talk about that little cup, that little plant that came home with your child, uh, probably for Mother's Day, or maybe at the daycare, or maybe wherever it is. Because in springtime we do planting, and when we share what it is that we do with our children, they will come home with the same activities, won't they? Today we're going to talk about what is the benefit of that from a language development standpoint. Before we begin, I'm going to read a quick review from Lisa Smith from the Pretty Well podcast. She says, such great advice and leaves five stars. Dina Lynn knows how to guide parents to really communicate with their kids. Looking for help? This is the place. Thank you, Lisa Smith. Any of you that have not yet left a review, please go head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave your review. It helps me more than you know. All right, let's get started on today's topic. And that is, why do we teach our child to plant a seed? What is the benefit? Uh, From a language point of view, that is. We can think of other benefits, perhaps. But from a language perspective, what are they learning? And how does it work? This question was something I remembered when I was just planting some herbs with my 21-month-old grandson. I remembered when I was at school and a kindergarten parent said to me, What's the benefit of doing this year after year? And just because I remembered the question, that became our episode today. The first thing I came up with is that we are teaching our children that there's a process. They are learning a process. Each thing that we have in our lives as we learn ends up in a process of doing something. In this case, the process was put some dirt in the container. Or maybe you want to call it soil. You press a seed into that soil. You cover the seed with soil. And then you put water on it. And then you put it in the sun. And then you wait 
and then you water it, and you wait, and you water it, and you wait. And then eventually you will notice something poking up out of the dirt. And then you water it and watch it, and water it and watch it. And eventually we have a plant the size that can go either into a bigger pot or maybe outside in the garden. And then we do that. And that itself is a smaller process embedded in the bigger process, isn't it? So we take it out of the solo cup and we put it into a pot that has dirt and we press it in and we water it and we put it in the sun and we watch it. Eventually, depending on the plant that you planted, you will have a vegetable or you might have a flower or maybe you'll just have herbs that you can continuously cut back and eat. Now, that is a process. And learning for our children that there is a process that breaks down into many little processes is really what all of what we do in life is. That's the first thing, is conceptually. Your child learns that there's a process. It's not an individual experience to do a seed in dirt or seed in soil, but rather it's part of something bigger. All the things we do are really part of something bigger. And when our children come to us, they understand only in bits and pieces as they start putting those pieces together. So this is just one really good way to help them see a process with their hands on. And so what we know is that memory is improved by frequency and by movement. Some of us think only of frequency, like, oh, we got to do it again and again with repetition. And although that is true, research also shows that movement enhances memory. So as we have our children do these processes over and over, we are helping them to build a bigger picture of the concept of processes. And everything we actually do in in our lives is a process of something else. So when you get in your car, you know that you need to adjust the seat, check the mirrors, you know where the key goes, you know to put your seat belt on, all the details. And there's more than I said, of course. But you go through the process and you've done it so many times that you don't think about the process. But if you think back to when you first learned to drive a car, You had to think about, how do I adjust the seat? And where, which mirrors do I adjust? And, oh yeah, how how did I do that? And where's the locks? Where's the key? How does it go in? Uh, We turn it forward or do we turn it backward? All of those little details that we had to learn when we first started to drive a car are now on autopilot. Your children are also the same. With planting a plant like this, it feels like They're hardly doing anything. But because they are learning every single step of the way, it's getting easier as they get older. Now, we talked about the why and the how about process. Now let's think about vocabulary. The second benefit I came up with was we're teaching our children to learn vocabulary sets. So what I mean by vocabulary sets is that certain words go together. So if I say to you car and key, you would know that they go together. Well, now you're developing vocabulary sets for your children. And this is important because many of our words in English are multiple meaning words. So they will be 
learning some of the words in a different set as well as this set. Let's think about some of the vocabulary sets that come along with planting seeds. First is obvious. Soil, dirt, sun, water, pot, seed. There's a set of vocabulary that you will be using over and over with your kids. Here's another set. Scoop, pour, fill, push, cover. That's another set of vocabulary. And if you're noticing, that second set happened to be all the verbs, the things that they were actually doing. Another set might be the flowers. If you are planting flowers, maybe you are at the store and you're trying to choose marigold, zinnia, coreopsis, calendula. <laughs> no matter the age of your kids, whatever the name is of the flowers that you're looking at, that's what they're going to learn. And as you know, there are thousands of plants that you can pick from. When we teach our kids the vocabulary set, in the context that the vocabulary is real and they're doing it, it helps them to be able to remember it. So remember, we talked just a moment ago, frequency and movement both enhance memory. So while it is that you are doing your process of planting these flowers, the word soil comes up multiple times. And watering comes up multiple times. So now let's think about multiple meaning words. And your child might know water from a water fountain. They might know water from drinking out of their cup or their water bottle. And now we're using the same water to water the plant as a verb. And we're giving it water, a noun. So you're broadening your child's understanding of that word and how that word is used in context. Now, if your child is older... You've already passed this, but I still would like you to keep listening because this is the same pattern that happens with other more sophisticated words, more complex words that are not as commonplace as water. The process to learn vocabulary is the same way. As you're teaching your child how to do it, you're narrating. You're narrating in the beginning of the sentence using that particular word. And then you're putting it in the middle and you're putting it at the end. So if we have the word pour, we're going to say, pour the water on the plant. You poured the water on the plant. The plant was thirsty, so we poured water on the plant. Now the child has heard the word pour in multiple contexts. And they're able to take that word then and assimilate it a little more easily into their vocabulary because they've heard it used multiple times. Think of yourself when you learn a new vocabulary word. You like to be able to have examples of how it's used in a sentence. And one sentence isn't enough. We want to hear it multiple ways. If you haven't learned a new vocabulary word recently, try that with yourself. Go to some site online that is a, a new vocabulary word, and there's many for teaching vocabulary. No matter how much you know, there are more English words that we don't know. And so go find a word and, that you've never heard before and see how it's really used. And then see if you can notice it in, your, in the world around you. And see if you can use it in your daily life. Then you'll have an idea of what it's like for your younger kiddos as we're pouring vocabulary on them. You will also realize how easy it is to make a simple mistake in the vocabulary. So the more times that you say vocabulary 
in a variety of contexts, even as you're putting it into a vocabulary set, and they're moving through it, and, and you're saying it frequently, helps to anchor in the learning. So that's the second benefit, is learning in a vocabulary set. The third benefit I've also started to talk about, and that is learn by doing. Our kids are to see what's going on. They're to feel, smell, to experience what is happening. When they learn by doing, that also anchors in the memory. So when they get dirt all over their hands and they spill the water on their shoes, you have more to talk about. And you've got more problems to solve. And we have experiences that they have had. Maybe they spill the seeds and then where did they go? And you start talking about the things that happened. So learning by doing anchors into the memory what it is that the child has experienced. And how we do that is by letting them get their hands dirty, using all their senses to be able to join their experience and to be present right with what's going on now. The delight in our children when they are actually learning by doing is so strong. And I hope that you are able to plant some seeds with your kiddos in this way. Now, again, there are so many benefits to having our children plant flowers, but this is the language of play. And so we are talking about how this is related to language learning and language building. And there is one more piece that applies to us as adults, that applies to children of any age as soon as they get a little bit more imaginative language going on. And that is the use of figurative language, the use of metaphors to be able to teach our children and ourselves using nature as we look at it. So when we think about the process that we have gone through with our children, we can also think about the process that they use in other areas of life. So, for example, if they're getting frustrated when they're trying to tie their shoes, we can relate them back to the time that they planted the seed and relate them to, oh, we had to wait, didn't we, with the plant. We had to do the watering over and over and over. And then eventually we had a plant come out of the ground. Now it'll be the same way with tying shoes. We do the shoe tying practice over and over and over. And then eventually you'll be able to tie your shoes and you'll see the bow works. That's one example. But there's as many examples as you can think of. Because nature around us and even this little plant is something that you can draw from for the other parts of life that we're trying to teach our children. Maybe your child is impatient, and we have to say, remember when we were watering our plant? We had to be patient, and we had to wait. Or maybe your child wants to cook with you, and you discuss what it is that you see and feel and smell, just like you did with the planting. And you can talk about, oh, my hands are so dirty right now. Remember when we did the plants? It's okay to be dirty because we know we can just wash our hands when we're done. Or maybe you know that they're going to be particularly messy, and so you say to them, Oh, we're going to stir this outside. Remember when we were playing with the dirt? Well, this is the same texture as dirt, so let's do it outside. That way, we don't have a house to clean up as much. You know, whatever it is, we have so many lessons that we could draw from 
if we take a creative approach to the vocabulary sets that we have done, the process that we've taught our children, and we let them do it. And we can use those metaphors as lessons to help them deal with their problems in life and to be able to think broader than the situation that they have right before them right now that seems insurmountable. So, if you don't have a flower in a cup, I encourage you to plant it. And if you do have a flower in a cup, what will you do with it? Will you put it in a pot? Will you bring it outside and put it in your garden? Do you have a little piece of lawn that you can put it in? I, I don't know what happens at your house or what kind of setting you're living in, but I encourage you to do something with it, with your child, and use vocabulary as you go all the way through the process and let them get their hands in it and see and feel what it is that they're doing. Because after that they have had that experience with you, you then have a big repertoire of metaphors, of lessons that you can help your child more easily learn and adapt to their everyday life. If you are going to start the process of putting seed in soil in a cup, I encourage you to help your child with the language until they're doing it on their own and then still talk about the language all the way through because it gives you that arsenal that you want to be able to teach them later about other things in life. And remember that as that flower or herb or vegetable or whatever you're going to grow grows, your child gets the credit. <laughs> so have fun with it and enjoy your plants. And now you know some of the language development benefits that come with planting seeds in a cup. And I'd love to hear what happens. As a reminder, one-on-one -on -one coaching will be available again June 1st. Uh, email me now or anytime at hello at thelanguageofplay.com and we can talk about how it would be a fit for you. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.